0: what's up dude <laughs> oh hey, man dude. i yeah, can't believe they... you said what you just said before I, know, you right? I can't believe it either everybody missed it everybody it missed made it. me smile yeah
1: you know that's was the point of it made me laugh
0: okay that's got to be our new thing you have to say that before <laughs> every podcast
1: okay and i'm not going to tell anybody what it is it's just going to be this huge like it's going to be a lot of buzz about it
0: no dude tell them right now no i don't what want to <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I already forgot about it. Fine, be stubborn. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) stubborn. I've never been stubborn. So, moral of the story is: got it. If you want to be successful, you have to be stubborn, like Joel. Yeah, you do. Got to be stubborn, dude. You know, okay. Actually, this is a pretty good topic for us. Like, you, you don't really need to be stubborn. Like, it's kind of stubbornness, but like, you have to take ownership. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like when you're a business owner, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but you know, everything goes on you. We Mm -hmm. did, we talked about this about managing and that kind of stuff, whether you're managing people or whether you own a business or have a business or a plumbing business, it's all on you, right? It's all your fault. It is 100% your responsibility. To make sure everything works good and not blame anyone else.
1: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And to go find where the problem is and come up with a solution or find the people who know how to find the other people who have a solution. Like last episode, we talked about P and L's and knowing your numbers and and Mm. you'll discover if something isn't good in your numbers, right? Dude. Next step is figuring out what's going on. Why like asking yourself why and taking ownership for that and going, okay. I need to figure out what's going on, why it's going on. I need to come up with a solution to the problem or I need to find somebody who has a solution to the problem. Have you noticed like
1: the same series of problems? Like when you look at your PL yeah. and then you see that things are off, like, let's go run through some of the top things that just always reoccur.
0: That always reoccur in my in my plumbing business. Yeah, or just in anybody's plumbing business. Let's talk about yours. Anybody. Yeah, it's probably anybody's, but yeah, we could do yours for sure. So I always go in if I see a problem, I fix it, right? Yeah, I have taken ownership of my company and said, "This is a problem. I need a solution, and I fix it." Or I find somebody that knows how to fix it, and they tell me how to fix it. That's probably the best way, because. Yeah. It's much easier, um, but like problems I've had in the past was like mainly adjusting pricing, um, you know, making sure, like we talked about last time, the calls. Make sure your CSRs are booking the calls, you know, that they're not doing dumb stuff. They're actually like turning your phone calls into book jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll notice like. Like, if you're not getting enough phone calls, like if you see your gross margin go down, mm-hmm. if you're only getting a 20% gross margin, 30% gross margin. I see a lot of people, they will, gross margin will go down and they don't know why. And it's like, okay. And then we start doing digging. And we're like, oh, you, you know, you have three guys and there's 20 days in a month on average. And you need on average two calls per guy. You need sixty calls, sixty book jobs. Well, you got eighty phone calls and or you only got fifty phone calls. And out of those fifty phone calls, we only booked thirty of them. So you got half the jobs. Well, that's why, right? Yeah, right there. So then you have to ask yourself, <clears throat> How do I how do I fix that problem? Mm. And this is where most people just stop. Even if they find out why, hmm. they they a lot of people, it's actually really surprising. They just blame it on their marketer.
1: Or but, they'll blame they it stop on at that, Google. That
0: point. Yeah, and they stop and they just sit in that. And they lose money and they lose money and they lose money. And then phone calls start coming in because the market kind of picks up or whatever. And then they're like, okay, okay. And then it happens again. And then they blame it on their marketer or their marketing company or their website company or their seo company or whatever right mm-hmm. rather than going in and going okay uh... i need more phone calls like this isn't enough phone calls to sustain me. yes we're in slow season but i need to figure out how to get more phone calls in slow season let's go let's go look at my marketing that i have going on okay i have this website company that does my website they do my seo and i do my pay-per-click obviously i have a choice i can raise my budgets there or i can go find some other form of marketing right so and most people do not go this far number one thing go to the marketing company the marketing that you're currently doing and say can we do more of this i need more phone calls and then if you're maxing it out already then go to them and say I need more phone calls are there other forms of marketing that we can do and can you do those for me and what are they and they may spit out a few ideas they may not want to do any more for you like some marketing companies only do certain things so they Mm -hmm. need to go to the internet (laughs) what other forms of marketing can i be doing right like like Can I do social media marketing? Can I do Google display ads? Can I do like, what all is there? Go to places like this podcast, go to forums, find out what other people are doing, like own it. One hundred percent. Yeah. Go find out what it's going to take to make enough phone calls come in for your business, go try things, just do it. That's what most people lack in. Like, that's probably the number one thing. Like, and when I talk about ownership, that's what I mean. Any problem you have, you're going to have this same process of, okay, where you got to look, what am I doing? What can I do different? Can I find a better way to do this? Can I find somebody else who does this really well that I can learn from? And it just takes a lot of, takes a lot of effort on your part. But once you figure it out, once it gets up and rolling, then it's up and rolling. Right. But to just right. but to just sit there and and blame somebody else is the wrong move. That's a terrible thing to do.
1: Yeah, I think I would even make the case that like even if like maybe you have a marketing company who isn't doing enough. But to just still sit there and blame them and still do nothing like it doesn't get you anywhere like i think we can acknowledge when like we can acknowledge when like okay that marketing company isn't doing their job okay acknowledged now what am i going to do about it because i think when we just jump into the whole blame thing then suddenly it says now i can be passive because i figured out the problem and why i I am helpless in this situation i think that there's no situations where we're helpless in no you can go and Put in your own sweat equity to just get yep. things done because you have yeah. to. Like, yep. you got to do it. Like, That's you're in a position it. as the
0: business owner where you have to do it. Yeah. And the thing is, like, no matter what industry you're in, there are businesses that are very successful in your industry. Yeah. So, whatever they're doing is working. You just have to figure out what is working <laughs> and figure out how to get those things to work for you. That's yeah. what you should be thinking about.
1: Yeah. And I think there's also this thing where it's just like, I, I think we didn't jump into this camp in our heads where we're like, well, my situation is special. And nobody oh, has seen <laughs> and nobody has seen what I've seen and is experiencing what I'm experiencing. And I think yeah. that is just putting you further down this path of like not helping yourself. Like, no, no, no. You you're in a situation that a lot of people have been in, these successful companies that you talk about, and they got over it
0: you can get over it too it's been done i'm so glad you said that because that drives me insane <laughs> uh, yeah i don't think that's gonna work in my market or you have know, my market's different like you know texas is different than washington i don't know if you know this but people in texas aren't the same as people in washington or uh, just drives me insane it's like guys there are plumbing businesses that have systems and they literally have, they own like multiple plumbing businesses and they have them in all 50 states Yeah, and they all do the same freaking thing. They all have the same systems. They all operate nearly identical. And if you can figure out what that is, you can be successful as well. Yeah, There is no, there is no this doesn't work in Texas. Maybe maybe a portion of it doesn't work or maybe there's a tiny little bit of legitimacy to that claim, but it, if it works in Washington and it works in Montana and it works in California and it works in Nevada and it works in Florida, guess what? It's gonna work in Texas, guaranteed.
1: Yeah, because I, I think where I can see those claims being legitimate or more so legitimate is with sort of how people are and maybe on the customer service side. We're like, yeah, maybe your salesmanship in like, oh, I don't know, New York might be a little different flavor than it is in Washington. But at the same time, like the problems that are being solved are the same problems. Same problem. Plumbing related that is broken. This person would like it fixed ASAP and hopefully they don't care what it costs. There you go. You got the yeah same It's not thing. like
0: you're hiring salesmen in New York to go sell to people in Washington, right? Correct. You're selling what you're hiring Washington's to sell to Washington's. And That's even then, like you could argue that there's plenty of salesmen in New York who sell all day long to Washington people. I guarantee it somewhere <laughs> yeah. on the Internet. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: And they, they probably sell to people in Ireland and people in Australia and they sell to people in Texas and Florida. Yeah. And it don't matter. Uh, yeah, it works We're all all, people at the end of the day.
1: We're all pretty similar when it comes to these types of things. Like Uh it's kind of how it is. I think it's sort of developing this, this habit that we should all develop, which says when we're faced with difficulty, we shouldn't, then we shouldn't begin to look for who else is making it difficult for me. We should just begin trying to make it less difficult by going forth and doing the work. Like man this is hard for me right now jared instead of me being like oh i'm just gonna blame this i'm gonna blame this i'm like all right, i just gotta figure this problem out i'm gonna figure yeah. this problem out and i'm gonna get creative 100%. and it could be something that i can't figure out so that means i need to bring someone in to help me figure it out because they're smarter than me or they're better equipped for it and then there we go my problem is now solved good yep. i'm doing a good job Like that's yep. that's the objective and like yeah. i think i think we shouldn't feel like we have to have all the answers like you're not going to have all no. the answers. You're not always the smartest guy in the room, and that's okay. That's like,
0: that's good. That's yeah, that's
1: how you want it to be. Like if you can realize that you're not the smartest guy in the room, but you can cultivate an ability for finding smart people and encouraging them to work with you, you're mm-hmm. going to like have the best work life ever because you're going to have a bunch of high powered smart people doing stuff for you, and you're going to be like, "This is great.
0: Yeah. I got all these smart people working for me. I'm going to do nothing. But yeah, I just got to chill. Like, yep, it's a good place you to know, be." There's a part of that too. Like when you go to, you know, let's say you have a problem and you go to hire somebody that you think is going to have the solution to your problem. A lot of times you go hire these people and they have may have part of the solution, but you need to go find another person who's got another part of the solution. Right? So don't just stop at one person or don't just stop at Only understanding half of the problem or half of the solution. Make sure you really have wrapped your head around it, really take ownership of it, like I said, and understand the whole thing extensively so that, you know, OK, I got my problem fixed. And then obviously measure it, make sure you've got it fixed.
1: Yeah, I heard um, I heard this tax consultant I had once and he was talking about like, hey, listen. I'm your tax consultant and I can understand high-level tax things, but you need to understand every aspect of your business, including the yep. tax things. You're not gonna yep. know all the tricks that I know, and that's fine, but you need to understand a good deal of what we're talking about here because this is your business. Yep. Like, don't just come to me like, here's all here's my shoebox full of things. Can you make mm-hmm. it good? Like a tax guy's gonna be like, No, I can't. That's yep. this is your responsibility. And yep. As, like as business owners we need to be understanding these things that we put in place. So it's like, okay, I got a marketing company. What are they doing? Why are they doing it? Why is it going to work? You don't have to like spend your whole life on it, but you have to have an understanding of how and what it's doing because otherwise you... Like, otherwise you will get screwed because that marketing company might be doing something that you actually don't want them to do. And you'll have no idea until 10 years down the road and you've sunk untold right. thousands of dollars into it.
0: That marketing company might only handle website and PPC. I see this all the time people hire a marketing company that does your website and your pay-per-click and they're like, cool, I'm good. I got my marketing. Yeah, And that's like a small portion of what your marketing should do. Um, and to find a marketing company that does everything is actually pretty difficult. So you almost need to be like a marketer yourself. You really need to understand what are all the aspects of marketing. And a lot of that stuff you're going to do in-house anyways. Like A marketing company isn't going to go to a local event for you and have a booth there right that's Mm -hmm. all you and that's all part of your marketing they're not going to go sponsor local you know hockey teams or soccer teams that's all you that's got to happen on you that's part of your marketing that you have to understand as a business owner you have to understand like oh okay there's stuff outside of my website and pay-per-click that needs to happen If your marketing company isn't doing that that doesn't mean they suck just means that you hired them to do these two things and that's what they do and you need to go find somebody else to do these other things right so that you're not missing any portion of your marketing
1: yeah yeah i think it's like i think it's a better unless you really have hard evidence i think it's a better assumption to assume that everybody's actually doing their job okay and the problem lies with you unless you really know that they are screwing you and you know this because you understand it i think it's a better assumption off the beginning to be like okay this is probably a me thing what do i need to do to sort of fix this
0: yeah what am i not understanding
1: yes and then once you really rule out that okay i actually am understanding this then you can actually begin to start to see what's actually going wrong with whatever contract or whatever marketing company you're you're hiring like i mean i would do that always with with employees that I had before where I'd be like, okay, something isn't working here with this person. This is, what am I doing wrong? Like there's, I'm not engaging well. I'm not approaching this well. What can I do better first? Because ultimately I have way more control over that than just this person. And honestly, if I don't start with myself, I'm probably going to misstep with this person because I'm going to just immediately jump to them. It's a them problem or it's an external problem. Like, I got to look to myself first and make sure my duck's in a row before I start going everywhere else.
0: Yeah, 100%. One hundo, you know, on the, like in that as well, like you might hire a marketing company we, I see this all the time. Well, we both see it. Right. Um, and they might be doing some portion of their marketing very well, but there might be one portion of it that not. Right. Mm-hmm. So we see it all the time in social media. Like you can go hire a marketing company and they might be really good at doing your website, your PPC, your SEO, your GLSA, you Google my business, all that stuff. But then when it comes to social media, it's like this whole different animal. Yeah, they don't quite understand like plumbing customers and plumbing businesses enough that then they can't really effectively do your social media. We see that all the time. Um, and so like, that's like an example of something that I actually had happen. right? I had marketing, a marketing company doing my social media and I had to go recognize like, you know, this actually isn't doing, any good like this actually isn't doing anything like I'm paying them to do this it wasn't a very big fee but it's not actually doing anything it's not actually getting me a result Mm -hmm. so did I fire that marketing company and get pissed at them or did I blame it on them that my social media wasn't working yes no
1: oh oh sorry I thought I was
0: tracking oh dang it I I told them hey stop doing my social media I'm gonna go a different route Continue doing everything else you're doing because you're doing great at that. Because they were. And yeah. then went and did something else for social media. Which by the way, if you guys need social media for your plumbing business, go to plumbsocial.media where we can help you with your social media for your plumbing businesses. We actually um, specialize in that 100%. We're plumbers. We know the plumbing business. We know the plumbing customers. And we have a really, really freaking awesome social media strategy. So go check it out. PlumSocial.media.
1: And I think that like, and I mean, I get it, you know, like doing social media marketing specifically, it's a lot. Like to actually do it robustly and do it correctly. It takes attention like anything does. Like if you just sort of delve into it, it's just like it's just fluff, you know? So I understand why, like marketing companies who are really good at websites, um, SEO, PPC, whatever, why they wouldn't just pivot into it because it'd be a whole new package they would have to hire to do and they would have to sell on its own as its own thing because you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do all this other normal market normal marketing, you know, the website stuff and then i'm just gonna do this complete other job at the same time for yeah. 15 clients like it's just not gonna happen
0: no yep you got that right and so yeah. recognizing that in anybody that you hire to do stuff for you or any area of your business um go into it with the mindset of okay i am in 100 percent control of this my market is no different Things that work elsewhere are gonna work for me, and I'm gonna try them until I can test them and say they don't work. That's what I'm gonna get rid of them. Um, I think people will be a lot better off. A lot of A lot of people. Like really taking the time to understand what's going on, like what's required, understanding every little aspect of your business and taking ownership of that. Because you're in control. It's like ultimately it's your responsibility so for me personally, if it's my responsibility, then I'm going to make damn sure that whatever happens to be successful happens. So I'm going to understand every detail of it. I'm going to understand every piece, every moving component. And I'm going to make sure they're all moving together and going towards the end goal that I need to happen. And that's where that's where most people fail up. I don't want to say most, but a lot of people, they really lack that. That, that just drive, you know, that, that grit. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it.
1: Yeah. I think it's just an understanding of what's actually needed. Um, Cause I can just imagine like, like I can imagine like the pushback against this is like, well, Jared, I don't have time for that. I'm uh-huh. so busy every day doing like fulfilling like maybe i'm still in the truck and every day i'm doing this yeah and so i think like having the idea of like okay well that is all the more reason why you need to get out of that situation so you have to figure out how to get out of that situation or else your business will never grow past this because you don't have capacity because like at the end of the day it's like if you're the business owner and you're the plumber and you're still in the truck fulfilling your business can only go so far because who else is going to think about these things nobody None of your technicians is going to be like, hey, boss, so I got all these great marketing ideas and I yeah. want to run them by you. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be on you. So, you have to craft your long term strategy of like, okay, I need to get out of this position. How do I do that? I need, to, if I don't know how to do that, I got to ask somebody who does know how to do that because yep. I can't think about business stuff while I'm doing this because it's this yes. just too much.
0: Yeah, which is, you're, you're dead on 100%. What's funny about that Remember, in the last, I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, we have gone this far into this conversation and we haven't talked about plumbing at all, like the (laughs) actual nitty gritty of plumbing. Right. Yeah. And so when you're in that situation where you're, where you're one truck Chuck, you need to focus on your plumbing business. Like you need to focus on getting out of the truck, doing the minimum necessary to get you out so that you can start focusing on this business stuff. Right? Because the the part where most people get held up is not on the plumbing. The part that is going to grow your business is not the plumbing. The part that's going to make you successful is not the plumbing. Um, The part that's going to put money in your bank account is not just the plumbing. It's the business of plumbing. It's all this stuff. It's getting into that understanding of how all the moving pieces work, what's required to actually run a profitable, successful business. That's the stuff you need to get into that's what's gonna make you successful yeah yeah
1: gotta get that grit so I'm when you find yourself at a wall we're like like how do you get out of that like if you just find yourself so unmotivated or you're just so tired or something like what do you do to sort of push like you personally like do you have any tricks cuz i'm sure there's guys out there who are just at this moment where they're like dude i hear what you're saying and it makes total sense and i understand everything about it but
0: uh-huh. i just ain't got it in me dude like yeah i think that comes back to you know knowing like you hear it in business a lot it's called knowing your why mm. um i would i would say knowing where you're going right Mm -hmm. like if you just started a plumbing business to have a plumbing business well congrats you did it (laughs) one man chuck you did it right um but you need to think a little further down the road like okay five years from now ten years from now where do i want to be most people don't want to be one truck chucking it Um, if they do just go work for somebody else because you're not building any value You're not building anything that's going to get you any further along than just working for somebody else Um, unless you just freaking love it to death for some weird reason, (laughs) but I don't know why you would. (laughs) And if that's you just raise your prices so that everybody else can, can have normal prices as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. But so going back to that, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. It's okay. knowing your why it's more to me it's more like knowing where you're going why you want to get there and those reasons for wanting to get there have to be strong enough so that when you're unmotivated you have a reason to keep going cuz you're sure. you're not going to stay motivated all the time sometimes it's going to be freaking tough it's going to be hard it's not going to be fun but if you have an end goal in mind and you have a strong enough reason to get there then that's when you'll make it there. Hmm. So so it all comes down to just knowing what your reasons are. Like really getting nitty-gritty with it. Like go write it down. Like go write down everything. Design your life, right? More as possible than what you think is possible. Um if you asked me 4 years ago if I was going to run a multi-million dollar plumbing business while living in a totally different state as far as possible away I would have said, you're crazy. Cause I didn't think it was possible. Hmm. Um, but had I like said, okay, what do I actually want out of life? Like, where Mm -hmm. do I want to live? What kind of house do I want to live in? What kind of cars do I want to drive? What do I want to be doing? What actually makes me happy? And then worked my way back from that and then said, okay, that's the reason I want to get there. Number one. And then how do I get there? Like, what are the steps I need to take to get there? Then I would have been motivated much earlier on in my life to actually like pursue getting better and working my way towards the end. And I wouldn't have quit. Like I started my plumbing business tw- three times, first two times I quit because I didn't have a reason to keep going. Hmm. I had no reason. So I quit and went back to work for somebody else and it was terrible. And I could, I could have done it the first time. I could have been successful the first time had I just had a reason. That's it.
1: Yeah. And, and we talked about this, I think it was in like our second episode, but like when we're thinking about those reasons why, like we all are going to have different reasons. And like, mm-hmm. I think your reason why at the time, to some extent probably still is, is like a good one in the sense that it's honest when you say people didn't think I could do it. So that's what I needed to do. I needed to prove them wrong, but it was a powerful enough factor for you to push you to where you are now. Yeah, it was, it was
0: really, it was really two things. Like I was so tired of plumbing. Number one, so tired of plumbers, just (laughs) anything plumbing and plumbers. I was, Definitely tired of. I wanted nothing to do with it anymore. Like I needed to get out of there. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, just like proving people wrong. That was, I mean, that's like goes into my core since I was a childhood. You yeah. don't tell me what to do. Yeah. You don't, you don't tell me I can't do something. Yeah. I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. Reverse psychology would work really well on me as a kid. I bet. You'd be doing yeah. all sorts of stuff people want you to do. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do that. Oh yeah, and watch me. <laughs>
1: Jared, you can't mow the lawn and do the dishes today. There's no way. Yep. Yep. That would
0: totally work. My parents <laughs> never figured that out though. Ah man, they missed opportunity right there. Dude, tons of missed opportunity. Could have had they so could much have me doing so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll show
1: them. I could do all this stuff.
0: But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you almost need some sort of like real strong inner emotional reason like that Ooh. to to push forward, like, like something that really just irks you inside something. Like, I don't know what that is for other people. For me, I love proving people wrong. So that works. Um, and I don't know, everybody's got to find their own thing, you know, have you seen that, have you seen that motivation change in you? Um, slightly. Yeah. You know, as I go, as we you know as i grow and get older and have achieved more and have more success i have to continue to find new reasons to do yeah. stuff you know yeah. and i find myself like i don't care about proving people wrong as much as i used to um just naturally getting older maturing those kinds of things yeah so yeah definitely i think it's a continual process like even through growing my plumbing business um you know it that whole time I had like that proving people wrong thing, but you know, at first, like I just wanted to get out of the truck. That was my first like end goal. But then I got out of the truck and I was like, man, mm, <laughs> I was like yeah. want to stop having to come to work every day. Yeah. And then it was like, mm, I want my plumbing business to run without me. And then it was like, mm, I want to run my plumbing business. I actually don't want to run my plumbing business. I just want to meet with my general manager and I want to live in Florida. So it's gonna change as you go. I would say that probably to my downfall, I should have said from the very beginning, mm. I wanna live in Florida. I don't. I wanna run my plumbing business from afar. I wanted to make this much money. I wanna live in this house. I wanna drive these kind of cars. If I would have designed that more like ideal lifestyle for Jared Williams back in the beginning, I would have had um, a much easier time. Like I would have put stuff in place earlier that got me to where I am today. And it would have been much easier to get there. It would have been way less struggle. Yeah. So, you know, anybody who's thinking about it, like trying to figure out what it is, you know, what they actually want. Just, I would encourage them to think bigger, to dream bigger beyond what you think is possible, even? Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I st- I mean, I still do that today. Like, I still struggle with dreaming big enough. Like, it's been one of the things that's really held me back in life. Just always not dreaming big enough. Hmm. Always just trying to like think one step ahead. And you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, if I could just get there, and then I always get there way too quick, and hmm. then I find myself going, "Now what?"
1: Sure. And you and lose so... time.
0: You lose time in that. Now what?
1: Like yeah, you, you lose time.
0: Around. You lose time and you lose efficiency because you're not you're not doing things now to set you up for later. You're doing things now just to set you up for that next step. Um, and so you're not thinking long term. Hmm. I read a I read a book by um oh, the guy who owns Hobby Lobby, who started Hobby Lobby in the 50s out of his garage. Kind of a weird dude, kind of a little bit of a weird book. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of weird um i had one of my friends read. did you read that no no nope, oh, you're read gonna it. have to read it uh, i was it's supposed a, to it's a good book to read i had one of our friends read it alex he read it he called me and he's like dude i don't know if i can finish this thing mm. and i was like that's okay i it is weird i didn't finish it either but i got further than alex so that's all that matters dude but Woo. um got him. i got it got it but what was cool about the hobby lobby guy so he views his business as God's business. So he's a hardcore Christian dude and he's like, okay, this isn't mine. It's God's. So mm-hmm. he wants to design it to be there for eternity, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. forever. Like he's like, till the end of the earth, I want this business to be here and I want it to be successful, mm-hmm. which is, a, which is crazy. Like nobody, nobody thinks that far out. Right. So he's thinking like, how to set up his business for success long after he's gone. Right. Right. And so he made moves early on in his business that set him up to be as successful as he is today, even because he was thinking so far out Hmm. that he was willing to do these things that nobody else was willing to do because nobody else was thinking as far ahead as he was. And, like the he that's like the most profitable craft store in America, hands down. Like they like double the profit of any other craft store in America. They do, but don't quote me on this. It's in the billions. I wanted to say it was like $50 billion worth of revenue every single year, which is wow. asinine, like it's a huge yeah. company. And he's grown that in 60 years from zero to $50 billion company is huge yeah and and the like risk that he was willing to take and the Hmm. crazy things that he implemented because he was thinking so far down the road are what got him that level of success it's it's a cool it's a cool story in that regard if you can get rid of all the other weird stuff in the book
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you have any like examples of things that he did that were weird
0: that were like so that. I'd have to go read the book again. Um, just things like he knew that long term man, I don't even know. I'd have to I'd have to read the book again. like the amount that he like gives back into his his organization, like giving back to the people in his business. Hmm. Um, like he's willing to pay way more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. He's willing to invest way more in his, in his business. Um, and then at some point in time, he started giving away half of his profits. So if they had a billion dollars in profits one year, the next year, they would give away half a billion. Um, and I think like thinking about that, you know, he recognized not only is it good, he felt called to give, right. But I, he also recognized that if he can give back to his employees and give back to his mm. communities and give back to people in the United States, that that's gonna give him so much more long-term success, right? Yeah. It might be a hundred years from now before anybody realizes mm. the impact that the giving that Hobby Lobby had, but when they do realize it, it's only gonna help Hobby Lobby out. I think yeah. he's already seeing benefits of that kind of stuff. But it's just like that thing over and over and over again, like he's doing these crazy things that no other business owner would say to do Hmm. because he's thinking so big, so long-term now, does everybody have to think that big, that long-term? No, but I think there's a valuable lesson to be learned there, right? His he's had huge success by thinking big and thinking long-term. And I think we could all stand to think more long term think a little bigger like just stretch yourself a little bit and i guarantee you it'll help you out a lot
1: yeah i think the an important part about that is because if you're thinking that way it's going to be different than how you're normally thinking which is good like because that's going to inspire creativity that you probably wouldn't receive Mm -hmm. and so like by reading books like that and i think just by reading books in general or listening to podcasts about business people or something is really important Mm -hmm. for the business owner because there's people and we've talked about this before there's people who've done it already now it would be stupid for us to just think that we have to do this with all our knowledge that we possess like we should be trying to absorb lots of information like like when I like I was listening to a biography on Warren Buffett and like Mm -hmm. back in the day you didn't really have TV so you just read books a lot and that dude read a ton of books You see this trend, especially with those early, like early 20th century business tycoon guys. Them dudes, one, they knew their numbers, they knew their numbers cold, and they read a ton of books, all the books. And it, and like back then, they weren't like, oh, I'm reading business books. Back then, they were probably just reading whether it was just magazines consuming daily things about what people are doing in business in real time, or they're reading just old, old books. Just dude, that was,
0: that was their grit. That was there. I got to understand this. I got to figure this out. I got to make this happen.
1: Yeah,
0: right? yeah, yeah. They had to go to books. They yep. couldn't go find a coach online or a podcast or uh you know, a forum. They had to go to magazines and books. That's how they did it. Some of those old books that those guys read, those are good books. Like yeah. like now people are writing books about business just to get their name out there and then sell you on something else some of those books like um how to win friends and influence people dude those are like that guy wrote that book because he knew this piece of information that he knew that if you read it and you implemented it it would change your life yeah those are the kind of books that warren buffett read like those are the good books yeah like i think we should still go read those books yeah, they're phenomenal. They're awesome.
1: They are like that book you just mentioned. That's a great book. Everybody should read that book. Like you're in business, any type, any part of business. If you're a manager or whatever, if you're a technician, it doesn't matter. You should read that book
0: dude. because everybody should read that book. It's just part
1: of life in general, how to win yeah. friends and influence people. Like that's just what we try to do normally. Yep. Yeah. And that's the game. Yeah, you could talk about the principles in that book forever.
0: because they're just
1: there you know you find those things in life that are just concrete realities that don't change and then if you can sort of tap into those concrete realities and find an everyday application for them in your life in your business you have a really powerful tool yeah you can create a habit around those things then it just makes things a lot better some things can be a lot easier
0: yeah you become a really like powerful person just in your own just Mm -hmm. your aura i mean it's definitely
1: yeah i mean i think really like so like there's there's definitely different parts of grit like there is just the grit to take responsibility to just don't blame other people realize that it starts with you figure it out understand your systems understand your marketing whatever it is you need to understand it's kind of like if you find yourself blaming something you should probably seek to understand it And then, like, walk back. Like, this is this problem. All right, let me walk it back a little bit. Let me seek a lot of understanding about this whole situation before I even jump to those conclusions. Like, that should just be your reflex right off the top. Yep. And then, once you sort of develop that grit, then there's the second level of grit, which is information, which you should then begin absorbing information, high quality information. Like, yes, we go to the internet when I need an answer right now about a technical problem. I have a technical problem with my computer. I go to Google. I'm not going to go read a socrates or something like that (laughs) not gonna help me but i really should be trying to fill my head with people like current people yes but then ancient like i think it was c.s lewis who said something like for every new book you read you should be reading like two old books because of what you said yeah because of what you said because the Uh idea is that new books are written for different reasons than old books that doesn't mean they're not good like yeah like We talked about Alex Hermosi's book, 100 Million Offer, fantastic mm-hmm. book. But it's yep. written, one, because it's a good book, but also because he's going to be able to sell a bunch of stuff to you later, which is fine. That's okay. But True. back in the day, books were just written because people were like, I have ideas and I just need to put them in a book. Yeah. Because that is what one does with ideas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's not going to make any money. That guy probably died poor who wrote that book because people thought he was
0: crazy. True. Yep. Or they were already wealthy. True, or they had a patron or something. And they didn't need to make more money from a book. Like back then you didn't make money from books. No, you You couldn't print enough of them. There's no scale. Yeah, exactly. You wrote a book because you wanted to pass on the knowledge you had. You had this stuff that you had to get out to there, and a book was the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good books out there.
1: So maybe if you're feeling tired in the day to day grit, maybe you should Invest in the intellectual grit and then get that going. And then I bet you, within that, you'll find some inspiration to apply yourself back into your business how you need to.
0: Probably. Yep. Find out your why. Yeah. To get your grit going. Yeah. Find out your why to get your grit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's recap. Okay. Go. You need to get gritty, right? No blaming other people. Yeah, stop it. Stop Stop blaming other people. It's not helpful. Number two, if you got a problem, since you're not blaming other people anymore, figure out what your problem is. Figure out how to solve your problem. Find out where to solve your problem. Get your problems fixed. Develop that grit. Number three, the one to three. Number three, (laughs) know where you're going and why you want to get there and use that. So you don't quit. Yeah. And think big. think big, think big, big, don't think too small. Okay. Number four, think big. Don't think too small. Boom. those are the, those are the things that are going to make like, if you're starting your business or you or you're in business, those things we just talked about, that's what's going to make or break you. Having mm. that overall attitude is going to make or break your business. Mm. Cool I would even say I would even
1: say it's going to make or break you as a person.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to make or break you as a person, and it's going to make or break your business. Yeah, because remember, your business is an extension of yourself. Yep, it's going to break your business first, and then it's going to break you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great, cool man. Episode seven in the can.
1: Boom, done.
0: Thanks everybody for listening.
1: We appreciate you. Tell your friends and family. Leave a review. That's what cool people do.